Welcome to Ethical Rioting. Oh, I broke my table. Hello, Katrina. Matthew Nisley. Hello. I'm fine. Oh, wait. Hello. I, I thought you said, how are you? I mean, I'm glad. I am glad to know that you are fine. iPhone is still connecting. I don't know if that's going to be Kyle or Steve. I don't think it's going to be Steve because he is currently driving across the country, but I can't tell you where because he's very private. Um, why? Why is he private? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Is, is, does he not want us to know why he's making this trip? I presume it's not just for vacation then. He's driving, he's driving to Utah. Ooh, what's in Utah? A friend of his and Hannah's. Awesome. Oh, so Katrina is loyal, but we, <laughs> now I know the trick. Yeah, he's just on a road trip. Yeah. Dear iPhone, hello. Um, I love Utah. Hello, I'm iPhone. Hi, this is our guest, Kyle Buckman. Well, hi. I'm hi, Kyle. Hi, I'm iPhone. You're, yes, I, I see that. Hello. Um, How are you we're doing? Gonna, good. We're going to go ahead and get started because we're already recording. And uh, oh, okay. we never heard from Lance and Steve is on a road trip to Utah. So, um, hello. Oh, my gosh. There there's go. Hi. I just got off the boat, and I was, like, in the sun for, like, six hours, so <laughs> pardon my appearance. <laughs> I'm jealous that you have a boat. It's awesome. I just got it, like, two weeks ago. Do you what also have a body of water? Yeah. Well, no, it's not my own body of water. I have, I have to share it with others, but, yeah. you know. Okay. <laughs> but, but what body of water is it, if you would be so kind as to share it's Lake Kincaid in Southern Illinois. I'm going to look that up. Is Lake Kincaid near Kincaid, Illinois? Uh, no, I don't think so. Kincaid is over by where... Kincaid, Illinois is. Kincaid <laughs> is over by where I grew up. Where do you grow up? Greenfield, Illinois, which okay. is between Springfield and St. Louis, 30 miles south of Jacksonville, 30 miles north of Alton. Okay. I guess Lake Kincaid is probably 40, 50 miles south of that, I would guess. Oh, I'm, I'm looking it up on Google Maps already. Don't worry about <laughs> it. All right. Well, Matthew does the Googling because apparently we've released Google Monkey from his job. Uh, welcome to Ethical Writing. I'm Katrina, your host, class of 01. Matthew? I am Matthew Nisley, class of 01. And our guest... <laughs> I'm Kyle Buckman, class of 02. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Partly because um, you grew up to be a family doctor, right? That's right. Right? So you're like, tr are, how has COVID been for you? I don't know. It's uh, with where, mainly because of my location. Honestly, it hasn't been that bad for me. I, uh, I'm an outpatient only, uh, family physician. So I mainly just work in the office and my, my group, I, I work for a, a fairly large, uh, medical group here. Uh, it, it has three hospitals and a ton of clinics. It, it kind of set us up to where 
people with symptoms or people, uh, you know, with, with concerning uh, symptoms and findings are sent to a clinic that's specially set up for isolation and that kind of stuff. So we've been able to, to kind of uh, still care for those people, but uh, they've, they've kind of been kept separate from the, the rest of the doctors and the patients. Uh, they've, they've done a pretty good job of that. So thankfully, I, I haven't had uh, really any of the grisly stuff. You know, we were, we were really slow. We were basically shut down for three or four weeks uh, until we got the precautions in place. And um, we uh, got video visits set up and phone visits set up and that kind of stuff to keep people from having to get out of their house. Um, but we're pretty much back to full swing now. Thankfully, my area hasn't been too badly hit by it. Um, it's we're we're in Region Five of Illinois, and uh, we've had we've had a total of sixty three deaths, which is terrible. But you know, it's not at the same time. It's it's nothing like the numbers that uh, they've seen elsewhere. So, thankfully, thankfully, we've been relatively spared compared to a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing okay, and that Southern Illinois is relatively unscathed. Thank you. Yeah. Where are you guys located these days? Chicago. We're like less than a okay. mile apart from. Usually, Chicago. usually in my head. Okay. Yeah. Just I live in my head a lot. Just deep in there. <laughs> thinking all the thoughts. I live in a state of procrastination. I'm supposed um, to be writing a paper okay. on Ponzi schemes. It's not going well. So I have three questions. The first two are for Kyle, and the third one is for you, Katrina. Okay. Um, I'll give the the two to you, Kyle, in no particular order. You can answer them uh-huh. as you would like. As sure. I'm doing my research on Google, I see uh-huh. that there is a big muddy river uh-huh. that might drain into uh, Kincaid Lake. I can't quite tell that yet. No, I think it goes straight to the Mississippi. Um, is there a little uh-huh. muddy river? Uh-huh. Yeah, there is a little muddy river. Do you have a preferred? That was a sub-question, not. <laughs> well, I I haven't really uh, boated on either one of them. Uh, I my, my The big muddy river goes through my hometown of Murfreesboro, Illinois. Um, so I guess I would prefer the big muddy. I couldn't really tell you exactly where the little muddy is, but I know it exists. Okay. It's around here somewhere. Second question. Um, I love learning about uh, regions of relatively rural Illinois uh-huh. that I uh, have either not visited or haven't been to in a long time because a lot of them sure. have some really great names. And uh-huh. uh, the greater Murfreesboro area is no different. And I wondered if <laughs> yeah. you if you have a favorite uh, small town name. Because there's some good ones on the map. Yeah. Uh, Mounds. It's, it's called Mounds. Is <laughs> actually a, a tiny little town south of here. Uh, yeah, it's like the candy bar. Uh, it's, it's, it's really like a half horse town. Uh, and I haven't been there in a while, but yeah, it's called Mounds. Uh, well, that's way south. What else? Yeah. But which half yeah. of the horse? Is it the front half or the back half? Definitely the back half. The back half? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of liking, 
just based on name, I'm liking Boskydell. That's a good yeah. name. Rattle. <laughs> Noinert. Noinert. J- Jacob. <laughs> yeah, Jacob. Maybe it's Noonert. I don't know how they pronounce it. There's actually a really good chicken restaurant in Jacob. Uh, the, the whole town is essentially one street, uh, and it has some houses and a really good chicken restaurant, and it's basically surrounded by cornfields otherwise. It's about, it's just a, it's fairly close to the Mississippi River. But Sounds great. I've only, yeah. <laughs> good place to get chicken, though. Yeah. Matthew, do you have a question for me, or can I start grilling Kyle about his life? Uh, question for you. Why, I saw this on Facebook, why are you writing a paper about Ponzi schemes? Was this, <laughs> or have you been, have you been promised profit? Oh, it's Turns out Ponzi schemes are actually, they're so simple. Like, even the most complex ones, they're literally, they're just so simple. Uh, it's literally just taking money from people and giving it to other people and lying about how much money, where that money came from. That's it. That's the entire thing, no matter how big it is. Um, no, I'm taking an online MBA, and this is the research paper for my accounting class. I had to find a topic about accounting, and I was like, I can research Ponzi schemes. That sounds easy. Um, <laughs> Have you even done the research yet? I just, I've read two books. The Wizard oh, of Lies about Bernie Madoff. And I've read Ponzi Scheme about Charles Ponzi, after whom Ponzi <laughs> are named. I'm holding up these books. So Matthew is holding up a cat, because apparently he does research on cats. No, I was, I was gonna add one more question before Katrina turns to the grilling. Um, <laughs> do you own a pet, and is it as mean as mine? <laughs> um, do you own a cat? Because we don't, we just have our inflatable dinosaur. I, I have two cats. Uh, I don't know, well, actually, one of them is over there. I don't know if you can see her. Oh, for those listening in, he's, are you walking or are you, a, you're walking? Oh, I'm walking. Yard. It's in, I'm in the yard. There's my calico cat. Oh, look at her. Oh, yes. She's a, very calico. She's saucy. <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. I don't know where the other one is. The other one, it's a white cat, and but it looks like his tail was dipped in tabby. He has a tabby tail, but the rest of him is white. So I'm not really sure. Mean. Is he what was mean? That? Yeah. Are either? Yeah, are your cats mean? The question was: Are your cats mean? No, actually, both of our cats are are pretty pretty nice. Actually, they're pretty playful. There you go. They're so pretty no. Playful. Matthew Rocket Sorry. is and how mean she is. We like to call yeah. her Mean Puff. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Is, oh, I'm getting a lovely view of your ceiling. It's amazing. Yeah, um, that nice. <laughs> so you went to IMSA with us, class of 02, and then you graduated, and then uh-huh. what? Then I went to Knox College uh, in Galesburg, Illinois. Let me, let me turn a light on here. I uh, went to Knox College in Galesburg. Uh, actually, several other IMSA students from my class went there as well. A lot of um, IMSAs have gone to Knox College over the years. Yeah, yeah have, quite a few. I have questions. As someone sure. who grew up only 45 minutes away from Galesburg, 
Why were you like, I know Western Central Illinois is the place to be? Because let me tell you, <laughs> I grew up there and there isn't much in Western Central Illinois. <laughs> I also grew up in West Central Illinois. I can confirm that what Katrina says is correct. Yeah. Well, it, a couple Although I do love going back. They, they had a really good uh, pre-medical program that uh, if, if you completed all of the requirements, you got uh, accepted early into Rush Medical School, uh, which is where I ended up going to medical school. So uh, I was basically kind of able to, to tie that up early by going there. I, they have a terrific academic program as well, been around a long time. My dad went there too. Uh, so I, I had a, had a couple of reasons to move uh, from one cornfield to another. Right. I um, I actually know two professors who are at Knox, although they wouldn't have been there when okay. you were there. And I was just reading okay. about Knox not long ago, and it sounds like they actually have a lot of relationships with other schools, like what you mentioned about the pre-med program. Mm -hmm. They also have some for yeah. engineering. I think, where you can take some classes there and other classes, not even just in Chicago, like a couple of schools out east, as I recall. And I thought right. that was actually they, a pretty good strategy for a relatively smaller school. Right. It, it's when I, I don't know what the numbers are now. When I was there, it was in like the top 2% of uh, concerning the number of graduates who proceeded on to graduate school. Mm. Uh, so there are a lot of students that go there who are planning on going to graduate school afterwards. Mm. Uh, does a good job preparing for that. So, so they have a lot of relationships with, with uh, further education, um, uh, you know, where, where people go afterwards. So uh, good, good place for, good place just to, uh, you know, if you're just planning on, on finishing undergrad, uh, but also if you're planning on, on going further. Yeah, cool. How, how early did you know you wanted to be a doctor? Since I was like five. <laughs> I don't know, it just always fascinated me. <laughs> you're very self, you were very self-aware five-year-old. I think at five, I was still like, I'll be a doctor or a lawyer or an actor. I, was <laughs> I am none of those things, to be clear. <laughs> Uh, so I admire, I admire that. And then that meant you were able to go to the college with the foresight of knowing med school. So you went to Knox. What happened Did not anything exciting happened at Knox we should know about, or we should just move into med school? <laughs> well, lots of exciting things happened at Knox. I don't know if any of them bears documentation on any kind of recorded video, but, um, well, I, I got a good education, then I went to med school, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and that was, med school was like, was like Knox on steroids. Uh, it was a huge amount of memorization, actually, uh, a lot of just data that you have to remember, and, and you also have to learn how to apply it in the second half, but like the first two years of med school, it's just, it's a lot of basically memorization and uh you know kind of kind of rote stuff but it's just a gigantic volume of it um second two years are, are clinicals which are a lot more fun but mm -hmm. and how much of that memorization do you actually use now 
about one or two percent. <laughs> no, you what you 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 learn what you really use in residency after you graduate, <laughs> uh, which is you know like three years of on-the-job training afterwards. For me, uh, depending on your specialty, it's it's two to five years depending on what you do um, afterwards. But mine was internal medicine is three. Okay. And so did you stay in Chicago for your residency or did you go back down south? Uh, I, I did my residency in St. Louis at St. Louis University Hospital. Yeah. You really so love that was, so that was rural Illinois. You're like, I love that you moved to Chicago for <laughs> and we're like, nope, cornfields. This is my dream. <laughs> right, right. And I, I dragged I dragged my wife kicking and screaming out of Chicago. She she went to Knox too, and that's where we met. Um, but there another question for you is: so you said you went to uh -huh. SLU for residency. Uh -huh. There are still a lot of open lots uh, near SLU. Did you plant any cornfields? <laughs> I didn't plant any cornfields around SLU, unfortunately. No. <laughs> Would have been worth a try, I think. Probably in some of those lots, people wouldn't have noticed. That could have been a fun project, yeah. <laughs> okay, so after your residency, you were in St. Louis. Where in the middle of all of that did you get married? Because you had a very uh, engagement. You were like, we're engaged. And then two weeks later, you were like, we're married. And I was like, I did not <laughs> have time for that. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, after it was about a month after I finished residency, we got married. So right after we moved here, uh, uh, I took a job, you know, very close to my my hometown, um, and we moved here and got married about a week afterwards. So <laughs> uh, yeah, we we got engaged uh, the middle of June that year, and actually, and they got married in in July. We got married on the 45th anniversary of the moon landing. So I can always remember it's July 20th. So if I'll never forget our anniversary because it was the anniversary of the moon landing and, and you know, that we got married on that day. Well, happy anniversary on Monday. Well, oh, thank you. <laughs> I also enjoy that you're like, I won't remember the date of my anniversary, but I'll remember the date that we landed on the moon. I know, who can forget? <laughs> well, I don't know that, I mean, the way I understood that was you might not necessarily remember the date, but at least it's very Googleable. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like if you if you Google what day did I get married, it's probably not gonna Right. You're probably not gonna get a good answer. But I have a feeling <laughs> that if you Google when did we land on the moon, you're gonna get a fairly consistent answer. A much right. smaller range of dates. It's true. Exactly. I'm never far from the answer. And then what happened? You graduated from residency, you got married, uh -huh. you bought a house. Yeah. And and then I've just been working for the last the last six years since then. Just so. as a family doctor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long is the family medicine residency? Well, I, I actually did a uh an internal medicine residency. They're both okay. three years. Um, main difference is that, is that internal medicine uh, is primarily adult medicine. We do a lot more geriatric uh, type work. 
than than your average family physician who also takes care of children. So I take care of mostly adults and and really old people. Um, Families generally, you know, a a younger younger set. So So you did internal internal, not family. Uh, Correct. Correct. Okay. Sorry, I misheard. But now, as a family doctor, you take care of adults and adults, adults and adults. Yeah. Adults and grandparents. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so have the last six years been living they've, back among they've, the fields? They've been good. Uh, you know, it's, it, it got, we kind of get into a routine sometimes. Not a whole lot of exciting stuff happens around here. Um, but there is stuff to do if you just know where to go. Like you have to drive a little, little bit in order to, to find, uh, to find activities. But we have a really good, uh, kind of network of wineries around here and breweries. Um, drinking is, is a big part of life around here. <laughs> uh, cause there's not a whole lot else to do in Southern Illinois. Um, you know, but uh, it's, it's a, it can be a fun place to live if, if you know where to go. Well, now that you have a boat, I'm just going to come visit you. And then I'm going to, we're going to take the boat from the Big Muddy to the, the Little Muddy, Muddy, the Mississippi. <laughs> and then we're going to. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah. So what are your, what are your passions? What are, what are the quirks of life? What makes Kyle Buckman take? <laughs> well, I, I like bird watching. And I like fishing, and I like vinyl albums, and I like <laughs> cooking on cast. On I like book. cooking. I like cooking on cast iron, and riding in boats, and hiking through the woods. Why specifically cooking on cast iron? It's different. I don't know. Well, it's you can do anything with a cast iron pan. You can bake in it. You can fry in it. You can saute in it. it you can do pretty much anything you want in it. And con- another I, controversial question. Uh-huh. Do you maintain separate cast iron skillets for sweet and savory foods? I don't. I've heard some people do that. Um, I have a couple different skillets, but I, I mainly, I mainly uh, choose which one I'm going to use based on the size of the dish I'm cooking. Uh, so I, I don't, really, uh, or don't really put different sorts of foods and why do I have a special pan for any particular sort of food? Wait, how many cast iron skillets do you own? Well, I have I have a twelve inch, a ten inch. I have another one that that has like like grills on the bottom, so you can like cook a, a fish fillet or a, a chicken breast, um, like on the like with you know it's kind of like grilling it on the stove. Uh, I have a griddle. Uh, I have like this little flat like fry pan thing that that it's it's kind of like a pancake cooking thing. I don't know. It's it's kind of like a griddle with a handle. <laughs> I have, okay, a bunch I of have stuff. A, we have pancakes every single Saturday. That's like our our thing. And yeah. Uh, now that I make my pancakes in a griddle, they are almost always perfect. But uh-huh. like three years ago, when I was trying to make them in a skillet, I couldn't make good pancakes. So everyone gets it. Can be. It can be tough sometimes in a skillet, especially if they're not positioned very well. And if your spatula is not the right size or if your spatula is too thick (laughs) and you can tear the pancakes up. Katrina has managed to get me to eat breakfast a couple of times with the promise of 
Pancakes. <laughs> as long as I don't lunch, Matthew will show up. I'm not a breakfast eater. <laughs> and I certainly don't eat brunch. But I will occasionally with Katrina. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, Kyle, it feels like I should come over to your house because it sounds like you go out on your boat, you look at some birds, you catch some fish, you come back home, you cook your fish. I'm like, why am I not living with you at this moment? And when you, you get sick, down. he can treat you. Exactly. That's right. Just come move in. <laughs> you can read about Ponzi schemes here all you want as well. It's only a seven-hour drive from my you husband. Can, you, can even run, you, you can even run one from my house if you want. <laughs> I was just going to ask, have there, when you were growing up, were there any local Ponzi schemes? There were a couple near where I grew up. Oh, there, I'm mean, sure there were. <laughs> like, I feel like I, part of the paper is examining the question, are multi-level marketing Ponzi schemes? The, the, ones I'm think, or the one I'm thinking of was uh, when I was in junior high, maybe, I, there was a, I think it ultimately was revealed to be a Ponzi scheme, but it was, um, it was encouraging farmers to raise earthworms. Hmm. Earthworms just grow on farms. <laughs> aren't they? What was that? Natural? Like, aren't they? Aren't earthworms like natural? Well, but this was like, this was to build like special trays and grow a lot of them. But hmm. why? Uh, because it was a Ponzi scheme, and it just has to be believable. I find that that's actually way more work than it needs to be in a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> like the two most famous ones are literally like, here's a piece of paper, here's your fake stock, give me more money. Yeah, wait, here how we much, go. How, how, much, how much money is there in earthworms anyway? <laughs> well, it depends on how many people sign on to the Ponzi scheme. I just okay, found, an, I I just found an article that says that there was, that it was going on in Oklahoma between 1998 and 2003. Which wow. Is about right. That was about when it happened in Illinois. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, use this as a case study, Katrina. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of, uh, it's going to require more Googling. I don't know. <laughs> I've already written so. I didn't know anybody read books anymore. Kyle Buckman, welcome here. Look, look at this bookshelf. Look at these nuts. Well, those are Nobody anybody read books anymore. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the first month of this COVID-19 pandemic, I think I read 19 books. Like, wow. And then I found things to do with my, to occupy myself. And I started taking yeah. classes. Katrina. What? You need to do this as your, as your paper. I'm doing a little more investigation. And there was a New York Times article from 1985. So this has been going on a long time. And um, there was, there was a, uh, a company called Superior Worm Brokers Exchange in Illinois. Four men were indicted of defrauding 100 <laughs> Illinois investors of more than $320,000. Wow. Damn. In 1985 dollars, yeah. Which were probably fewer than three hundred and twenty-five of thousand of today, or no more, yeah. three hundred twenty-five thousand of today's dollars. All right. If we could have gotten in on that when we were two, if we had just been very precocious. I'm just saying, I've given you a case study for your paper. And You're I, welcome. I appreciate that. I do. Thank you, Kyle. Do you want to go back to school and, and write a paper with me? 
You miss Not it? Not really. <laughs> I'd rather just run a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> just right out of your family practice. Just be which like. Is, which is, yeah, yeah. That, that's an idea, actually, yeah. I'll get I feel like there's. I'll get people. I'll get people to believe in some kind of medical service and that it's a good investment. And now that time is ripe for that. That's for sure. <laughs> I feel like there's probably been a musical made about a Ponzi scheme that entailed <laughs> teaching people how to run Ponzi schemes. I mean, there has to be. is, is a classic character. There's Harold Hill from the music man. There are the gamblers from uh, guys and dolls. Anastasia featuring Dimitri. Yeah. You know, the con man is, is classic. I don't know that we have Ponzi. Oh, you know what? Meta Ponzi schemes. With actual what we're really looking for here. Investors that like leave Broadway musicals high and dry. They're like in rehearsal and they're like, we're going to do a $17 million musical. And then the second week of rehearsal, investors keeps town and they're like, close it down. We don't have the money. It's drama. So much drama. That actually happens. Yeah, it was a musical. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just um, the producers. Mm-mm. Although, Although the that... producers, there's a Ponzi scheme. Well, no, that's not quite a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, <laughs> it's more insurance fraud, right? Yeah. Or not really insurance fraud, but more just fraud, fraud. Right. There's Garden some... variety fraud. Yeah, I'm like, is it fraud? Because again, writing a paper on this. Yes. <laughs> back what you were supposed to. I think. <laughs> how long does the how long does the paper need to be? And can can you can you convince people to write any of the text for you? you know, I'm really trying the to. First to have that idea, I'm looking it up right now. This music, this paper wrestling. That's me looking up how long my paper has to be. Um. 12 and 18 pages. Oh, we have 10 minutes left, by the way. Um, oh, everyone smile. Okay. We have 10 what? minutes. Kyle, you have 10 minutes to tell us about your amazing life and make us jealous that you live My in My amazing life? Well, I, you have I play a lot of Xbox. <laughs> okay. Do you My stay in touch with anybody from MSA? Uh, well... Not as much as I should, really. We I don't know. Some of us are real bastards. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I haven't done a lot of staying in touch. I'm, I'm kind of a homebody person. And, you know, it's like the birds are my friends. So, <laughs> Well, Kyle, people are going to be knocking down your door because we are up to um, two and a half regular listeners. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, what's the most exciting bird you've seen in your bird? Sorry, my dogs are uh, growling at each other. Wait, how many pets do you have? Knock it off. We have two dogs and two cats, and it's too many. <laughs> They're like the dogs of Kilkenny. Okay. <laughs> so what is the most exciting bird or the most expensive bird you've seen? There are peacocks, I'm sure, wandering around. Southern yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have any uh, peacocks. Uh, I don't actually have any birds, uh, but I do have 
a lot of bird feeders, as you can see. Oh yes, we've we've been brought for those listening. We've been brought. To yeah, the there's the, here's the the cat likes to hang out by the birds. Mm hmm. How many and, birds does your cat bring you? <laughs> he hasn't brought us any, but I did see him. Uh, well, that's that's a her. The other one, uh, I, it was actually the other one that uh, that caught the bird. He we when we ad he, we adopted him uh, declawed. So his previous owner had declawed him. So he doesn't have claws, and we saw him jump up toward the feeder and get a bird in his paws, uh, but the bird got away because he's clawless. And but he, but he did catch it, and that was pretty dramatic. And I'm like, I don't know, but anyway, that's about as exciting as it gets around here. <laughs> uh, I have a I have another question for each of you, Katrina. Did uh -huh. you did you see the headline from February that says that Ponzi schemes are at their highest level in a decade? Uh, no, I did not. And that's terrifying considering the economic collapse we are in right now. I actually think it's probably not unrelated. Maybe. Because people do desperate things when things are desperate. That's um, CNBC, you can quote me. You can either look it up and quote it or you could put Matthew Nisley personal communication. <laughs> I'll have you check all my APA citations. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I tell my students when I grade their papers, I go, I don't care what you use as long as it's consistent. And if you don't know how to do it, we pay people on campus to tell you how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just That's know good. when it's wrong, and I'm not going to tell you why it's wrong. I'm just going to say this is wrong. Wait, I just realized I'm looking at Matthew and his lovely clean shaven face. And then Kyle, is this your quarantine beard or is this your normal beard? That's pretty much my normal beard. Okay. I've had I've had the beard for well, a very long time. A long time, yeah. It, I I I still look roughly fourteen if I take the beard off. So I leave it on, and and I've pretty much left it on since I was roughly fourteen. So I don't look like I'm fourteen anymore. <laughs> um. What's the, uh, I imagine the birding is actually pretty good near the Mississippi River? It is actually. We have, Illinois has, I forget, a, a couple hundred species of birds. Um, around here, we, we have a lot of lakes and streams and rivers, and uh, it's, it's actually actually a pretty good place for birding if, if you're into that kind of thing. Have you been keeping track of, of your species count? Not really. Uh, I haven't ever like kept a bird log or anything like that. Uh, it's really kind of more of a casual hobby, I guess, for me. I'm trying to get away from my crazy dogs here. Let me see. Here. Do you One by second. any chance? Do you by any chance paint or draw? No, I don't. Well, I do okay. paint. I actually do paint. I my goal for you between now and the end of summer. Uh, is I, you can wait until the end of summer and I want you to decide the most interesting bird that you have seen uh, near your house. Okay. And what I want you to do is paint the bird, but give it Katrina's head. <laughs> that's, a, that's a challenge. I'll Does do that. Painted? Could he use mixed media? Sure. <laughs> he can make a collage for all I care. I just feel like that would be. <laughs> I, I always arrived in collages. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that was my medium for artistic I'll, I'll, I'll put Katrina's head on a big pheasant. Mm. Oh, yeah. I was, only, I was only reminded of this because just before the call, I was watching a video that was posted on Lavina's wall where somebody had added arms to birds. <laughs> yeah. They tried to decide what the bird was doing and they put human arms on it. And it was pretty, it was excellent content. Were they chickens? Was it chickens with human arms? No, there were no chickens. There was a pheasant, however. Okay. It was great. I'll send it to you. Please do. Awesome. <laughs> so what are you excited about in the last six months? In the next six months? Well. Weeks. Oh my gosh. Summer is half over. What is my life? Katrina, yeah, it is. We were having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't mentioned the thing I'm not allowed to mention yet. So I think I get points for that. There are a lot of things. Wait, is there a list that we're not supposed to talk about? You just I never got this list. Every time I mention your dissertation. Oh, you know what? We were having a good time, Katrina. <laughs> every episode I get yelled at. Every single one. <laughs> well, you're always breaking the rules. Uh, well, it's my podcast. I make the rules. And you, do you break your own rules? Uh, according to my husband, yes. I am the chaos and the order in the relation. Or I'm the order and the chaos. I bring in the order and then I'm like, I don't like these rules anymore. And then I don't <laughs> abide by them. And he's like, you made the rule. And I'm like, we need more mugs. I'm buying more mugs. And he's she like, is a fickle no. queen. That was a rather chaotic statement, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. We have too many mugs and I use one. But I keep buying more, but I only use one mug. Anyway, we have two minutes, Kyle. Talk about you. Two minutes to talk about me. What do I talk about when I talk about me? Um, yeah, well, I, I have four animals, and uh, I don't know. I, I've kind of run out of things to talk about about myself. You were I'm very fairly... about the cast iron skillet, I have to say. Okay, okay. Yeah, I have kind of gotten into that. I made a really good uh, chicken uh, pot pie in it a couple of weeks ago. I got a, a cookbook called Cook It in Cast Iron. It was done by the, the I think the kitchen lab or, or what's it called? The kitchen something, kitchen, I don't know, some group that, that uh, puts together different sorts of, of cookbooks. And they did one on, or with themed cookbooks rather. And they did one on, on cast iron. And uh, I, I've made a couple of recipes out of it. The, the chicken pot pie was really good. And then we had another one, which was, uh, it was like pork steaks and rice and that kind of stuff. So uh, very versatile piece of cookware. <laughs> it's, they're very heavy. So they are hard to, they are kind of hard to. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they are kind of, of heavy. They're hard to handle sometimes. Do you ever cook in the backyard? Uh, I have, I have cooked, uh, I have cooked one time in the cast iron skillet over a, a like a campfire. Um, but that's, that's fairly easy to do as well. I imagine it would and, actually be easier than a lot of other things. Yes, uh, it is. It is. Um, and the good thing about it is that it's practically indestructible. So uh, is no matter what you do to it, you can always strip it and reseason it, and it'll be fine. Um, a lot of I messed lot up of, a few in my day. 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of nonstick cookware will, will wear out after a year or two or just kind of, kind of go to pop, but the, uh, the cast iron lasts forever. <laughs>